One of my favorite ways to unwind is by playing a game on my phone while I relax on the couch. And June's Journey is my new favorite as it combines several of my favorite things, finding hidden items, decor and design, and solving a murder. In June's Journey, you dive into June's captivating quest to uncover a scandalous hidden family secret while discovering the truth behind the unexplained death of her sister. As you uncover clues, you also get to build your own island estate with expansive gardens and beautiful buildings. You get to collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character. You get to chat and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. You'll even get the chance to play in a detective league to put your skills to the test. So can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. This episode contains adult themes and is not appropriate for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, the world. This is They Will Kill, a true crime podcast. I am Courtney Eck. And I'm Sadie Eck. And Sadie just said to me, are you ready to hear this fucked up story that ruined my life? (laughs) So um, that's what we have in store tonight, guys. (laughs) Yeah, it's a doozy. I say that a lot, but... I was, yeah, but they are. I mean, what else do you say? Yeah. Well, I guess you say fucked up story that ruined my life. Yeah. Yep. It was one of those where after I was done with it i was like okay that i'm done with that <laughs> <laughs> but your soul is not and your bones and your mind body and spirit are not done with it because right. it just kind of stays there doesn't yeah. it yeah yes it does yeah well let's give that gift to our listeners now <laughs> we're going to talk about pete lucas moses jr and the polygamist cult leader murders oh man wow mm-hmm. on june 9th 2011, the owner of a rental property in Durham, North Carolina, started to notice a terrible odor in the backyard of one of his properties. Thinking it was a blocked sewage pipe, he called plumbers to come take a look. When the plumbers started to dig up the backyard to find the source of the smell, they uncovered a large black garbage bag that had been buried in a shallow grave. Here we go. Inside the bag, they found what they thought might be human remains and immediately called 911. Uh-huh. They told the dispatcher, quote, It was a horrible smell. We don't think it's an animal or nothing. It seems like it could possibly be another human. When police arrived, they confirmed the remains found were human, and as they searched the yard, they found another body buried in a shallow grave nearby. What the fuck do you... So these are renters that found this in the backyard. It's a landlord. Landlord. Yes. At a rental property. Yes think you're going in to find a possum or something that died mm-hmm. and, oh yeah. god sewage something oh yeah. my man yeah this time the remains belonged to a small child no four months before the bodies were found in february 2011 a young woman went to the police to tell them she had escaped from a house located at 2109 pear tree lane in durham she told authorities she'd been living with a man named pete lucas moses jr as well as four other women and nine children. Oh, God. She was afraid for her life and needed help. She said in the few months before her escape, Moses had murdered two people, 28-year-old Antonetta McCoy and four-year-old Jaden Higginbotham. She thought it was very likely she would be next. God. Police went to the home to investigate the woman's claims, but found nothing suspicious. Without any evidence of murder, they left, but returned a few days later after learning a missing persons report had been filed for Antonetta by her parents the month before. Mm -hmm. The women who lived there told police Moses had moved out and no longer lived with them, but when officers searched the house, they found him hiding in a bathroom cabinet. Oh, no. (laughs) Get out of the cabinets. I know. When they asked Moses and the other women about Antonetta and Jaden's whereabouts, they told contradictory stories. One woman said she didn't know what happened. Another said that Antonetta planned to move in, but didn't. And Moses said that Antonetta got mad about money and left. When asked about the child, they denied his existence. 
police arrested Moses for kidnapping and assault charges, hoping to keep tabs on him while they continued their investigation. Um, real quick, I think it's hailing on my roof, so if it yeah, sounds like it I'm is. in a dryer, I am, <laughs> it's just winter time. You didn't jump into the dryer real quick? It, it would probably be a good place to record for sound. <laughs> and warmth, I'm always cold. Yeah. Detectives found Social Security records confirming Jaden did indeed exist. And after the police came to their home, Vania, who's Jaden's mom, sent an email to family members telling them that Jaden was fine and asking them to stop calling her. Wait, so after he was missing? He, yes. So sort of all at the same time. Uh-huh. They, the family was wondering about Jaden. The detectives were searching to, make, to see, you know, does this boy exist? So they're putting the pieces together. Uh-huh. Um, so Jaden's... And yeah, she's she, like, it's, he's fine, it's cool. Right. So but he's clearly not. Right. Right. She said the group was moving to the countryside to stock up on guns for a race war that would end the world. Cool. Casual. Great. No, don't worry, though. It's fine. Everything's fine. He's Yeah, he's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, he were ju- I just haven't been answered, be able to answer calls because I'm stocking up for the race war. Right. <laughs> That's going to end the world. That's going to get right. And the apocalypse slash apocalypse. apocalypse. Quote, everybody get off my ass. Jaden is fine. Everybody will find out that he's fine. Everybody will see him when the world ends in 2012. I, yeah. If I got that message, I would just go on with my day. Yeah. Relax. Oh, right. I forgot about the apocalypse. I forgot <laughs> I was going to see them there. Yeah, it's fine. What we'll the be fuck? There. Oh my God. I know. Not long after these emails were sent, the bodies were found. After learning the home where the bodies were buried had been occupied by Moses' mother, Shalita Harris, police suspected they'd finally found Antonetta and Jaden. Antonetta McCoy was born on June 25th, 1982, and grew up in a tight-knit Pentecostal family in Washington, D.C. Faith played a central role in her life. She was remembered as an aspiring writer who loved gospel music and poetry and attended church every Sunday. She started high school in the mid-1990s and soon met Pete Moses Jr. He shared her deep religious beliefs, and according to her family, she wasn't allowed to date, but Moses often walked Antonetta home from school, and the two became friends. Mm-hmm. When he moved away to North Carolina, she was heartbroken, but the two reconnected as adults on Facebook in 2010. No, stay unconnected! I know. Antonetta decided to visit Moses in Durham, where she learned he shared a house with a large group of women and children. She also learned Moses now followed the beliefs of the Black Hebrew Israelites, a fringe religious sect that believes African Americans are the true descendants of the ancient Israelites and blend Jewish and Christian religious practices with Black liberation theology. It's a mouthful. Yeah. So extremists though, right? Yes. Yeah. So according to the Anti-Defamation League, quote, some, but not all black Hebrew Israelites are outspoken anti-Semites and racists. So some of them are, but not all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, as of December 2019, the Southern Poverty Law Center lists 144 black Hebrew Israelite organizations as black separatist hate groups because of their anti-white and Semitic beliefs. Mm-hmm. So former KKK Grand Wizard Tom Metzger once remarked to the Southern Poverty Law Center, quote, they're the black counterparts of us. Oh, that's a shining uh, recommendation. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Moses believed a race war was coming that would leave black people dominant and supreme. Mm-hmm. Rick Ross, who's the founder and executive director of the New Jersey-based Ross Institute, which is an educational nonprofit that investigates cults around the world. Sign me up. I want that job. <laughs> yes. I feel like I kind of have that job. Like a, if there's a um, civilian yeah, right. version, that's us. <laughs> that's true. Good point. you right. Mm-hmm. Define, uh, so this guy, Rick Ross, defines the Black Hebrews as a cult because the group often has a totalitarian leader at the head of its sex. There's almost always brainwashing of its members and includes some element of harm, be it mm. violence, child abuse, or other, uh, or another crime committed in the name of God. Got it. Quote, I suspect that Pete Moses may be a breakaway from one of these larger movements, said Ross. There are thousands and thousands of little groups in the U.S. following authoritarian leaders, and many of them fly under the radar. 
until there's some type of tragedy or something bad happens, they go unnoticed. Mm-hmm. Talk of end times is a common way cult leaders control their followers by isolating members from the real world and freaking them out about Judgment Day. They're easier to control. Oh, hell yeah, they are. Yeah, yes. it's like cults 101, right? Yes, exactly. So Moses was also a polygamist. He spent more than six years building his family. The other women in the house were his, quote, wives, and excluding one of the children who happened to be Jaden, he was the father to the other eight children living there. Wow. Yep. The women worked to support him and addressed Moses as Lord. Wow. Yep. This story sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. Moses asked Antonetta to marry him and become part of his family, and she agreed. Don't do it. No. This is the f- the high school girlfriend? Yes. Yep. Man, gosh, no torch is that strong. Yeah, I know. You know. I think a lot about having spent a little time in a Pentecostal church mm-hmm. in high school. It is, like, not far away from being a cult. No. Um, and... I don't want to disparage her as our victim or her family. Um, but I just, I, I keep thinking as what I was looking at the story that it doesn't surprise me that she saw this, like what I would consider kind of extreme, strange religious behavior. And rather than running away, sort of being like, okay, um, because it's not that yes. far off from what she grew up in. Right. Um, believing in the apocalypse and yeah. you know, men being better than women and right on and on. So, yeah, no, absolutely. I just yeah. happened to watch a movie last night, a documentary about a case in Appalachia where a man was charged with murder or attempted murder by using a snake. Oh yeah. I watched yeah. The, I didn't finish it, but I watched the first half of it. Yeah. yeah. And that kind of thing. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like not all Pentecostal. I've been to all, we've been to all kinds of Pentecostal churches and some of them are a little bit more tame mm-hmm. and some of them are fucking just going for it. <laughs> like speaking in tongues, handling snakes, all of it. Right. Um, so yes, I can, <laughs> Laura and I will be watching something and it's, you know, like Pentecostal or Southern Baptist. And she's just like, what the <laughs> fuck? And I am so not phased, you know, just, mm-hmm. yep. This yeah, is how it is. is. So well, honestly, yeah. our time in the Pentecostal church, were you already out of the house? I was, but I did attend. Um, that's really when I sat back and was like, all right, this, something isn't adding up here. <laughs> <laughs> like this doesn't, you know, like yeah. when I, I started realizing that maybe the Christian faith wasn't exactly where I belonged. Right. was all thanks to the Pentecostals. <laughs> yeah. 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 They were really judgmental and anyway. Extremist. Yeah. Yeah. Can be. Not up. Not all. Right. 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 Guys. The church that I all, went to was. It was crazy. It was yeah, a lot. It was awful. It was yeah. awful. Okay. So yeah. And, and Tanetta has agreed to marry Moses is where we left yep. off. Yep. So her family said at first she enjoyed the big family and grew especially close to young Jaden. Moses managed to closely monitor and control his five wives The women called one another sisters, studied the Bible together, and shared chores. They gave any money they earned to Moses while he sat at home and, quote, brooded over his theology. Moses had one of the bedrooms to himself. His wives would take turns occupying the master suite with him. Mm -hmm. He expected them to bear his children and take care of the house. Birth control was prohibited. Yeesh. Things turned even darker when it became clear that Antonetta was unable to become pregnant. Oh, no. In August of 2010, she told her sister that Moses had, quote, smacked her in the mouth with a gun and shot at her three times. No. She said that she was scared of him and the other members of his group, but stayed in the relationship. She was afraid if she left, Moses would kill her. Yep. She even wrote diary entries begging quote, Lord, not to take her life. Oh, God, what a nightmare. So here's a big old trigger warning for this. It's just gnarly. Okay. Uh, Violence against children. Skip ahead, like, I don't know, a minute or two. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If you don't want to hear about it. In the months leading up to October 2010, Moses had become obsessed with the idea that four-year-old Jaden was gay. Oh, no. Yep. He marked the little boy for death after he decided his father, Jaden's father, was also gay. Oh, Um, my God. 
I know. So according to Moses, the only reason he would have left Jaden's mom was if he was homosexual. So he would have left her for her son being homosexual. No, he just decided that the dad oh, was I gay see. because he yeah. left Jaden's mom. They broke they broke up or divorced. Oh my god. Uh, and then, so then he decided that Jaden was also gay because of this. Mhm. Moses told Jaden's mother Vania to quote get rid of the child, but she did not. You're kidding. No. When Jaden struck another boy on his behind, Moses decided it was a sign of the child's homosexuality and decided to kill the boy himself. Yeah, you're kidding me. No. No. According to the woman who managed to escape, Moses became angry and started walking around the house with a gun that belonged to Vania. Quote, he starts screaming, I told you to get rid of him. And then told Vania, quote, how am I going to do this? Moses ordered two of the women to set up a computer and speakers in the garage and had them play music with the Lord's Prayer in Hebrew atop volume. That's so fucked up. So fucked up. Moses then took a screaming Jaden in the garage and shut the door. A few minutes later, the women heard a gunshot. When Moses came back into the room, he ordered the women to go clean up the mess. Oh, buddy. I know. Jaden had been shot once in the head. The women put Jaden's small body into a suitcase and then put the suitcase into the attic until Moses told them to move it when the smell got too strong. Oh my god. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> just... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I know why this one fucks me up so bad. It's just like... Poor kid. Poor kid. Just nobody to take care of him nope. from unrelenting, unnecessary, totally misguided fucking bullshit. In early December that year, Antonetta returned to D.C. with Moses to pick up the last of her things. Yvonne, Antonetta's mother, remembers coming home from church that day and being greeted by her daughter. Quote, She opened the door and she literally jumped in my arms and gave me the biggest hug, Yvonne said. She Mm. said, Ma, I love you. And I said, I love you too, baby. Yvonne says Moses was there too, but he did not say much. When Antonetta left, she promised to be back soon, but she never returned. (laughs) In Durham, Antonetta became increasingly hard to reach. Phone calls and texts from her family went unanswered. When she would text back, she said that she was busy working and that her truck broke down. She said that she wouldn't be coming home anytime soon. Finally, the text stopped altogether. Two months after Jaden's murder on December 21st or 22nd, a next door neighbor to 2109 Pear Tree Lane. Um, let me tell you that I found pictures of the house and it's it's one of those like boxy new new suburban neighborhoods where all the mm-hmm. houses are the same and you know not a lot of character yeah I, but i was really surprised i don't when i was <laughs> reading yeah. this i was expecting something less um normal or suburban or i don't know you know yeah what i was picturing but it, it's a big house lots of rooms the houses are right next to each other like they are um so to imagine this man with his cult and this this like tight suburban Right. neighborhood is really it kind of just blew my mind <laughs> so strange yeah don't they only live on like ranches or big, yeah like urban derelict mansions or something, something. Yeah, yeah it just wasn't Not, ex- like a right like a ranch yeah to have <laughs> neighbors like literally 10 feet away just that's mm, so weird probably more than 10 feet but yeah it's really yeah weird. right there though 20 feet that's weird Yep. So this neighbor heard a frantic knocking on their door. When they answered, they found Antonetta at the door, scared to death. She begged them to let her use their phone to call her mother in Washington. As she was begging for help, the neighbor witnessed Antonetta's housemates come out of the house next door. They grabbed Antonetta, struggled with her, and eventually dragged her back inside. <sighs> the neighbor didn't call the police because they thought the house was a group home and that it was possible Antonetta... No was quote mentally disturbed no just check just check anyway yes it doesn't please 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 god check have them go check 
Once they had her back inside, Moses beat Antonetta throughout most of the day, with the women joining in for parts of it. Moses then tried to strangle her with an extension cord, but it wouldn't kill the poor woman. Oh, God. Uh, According to the witness, Antonetta begged for her life, but Vania got the gun Moses used to kill Jaden and took it to the bathroom. Moses's wives then told him, quote, you cannot let her go and explained they were afraid of him going to jail. Mm -hmm. They put the computer and speakers in the bathroom and turned on the same music they played when Jaden was murdered. They then forced Antonetta in the room and Vania shot Antonetta several times, killing her. Mm, No. They then wrapped her body in garbage bags and put her body in a large trash bin. God. Is that fucked up enough for you? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Then. Oh, no. A few days later, the group threw a party. You You know what they did at the party? No. They showed Antonetta's body to several relatives, including his mother, his brother, and his sister. You're... Moses' mother, brother, and sister. Fucking kidding me. Nope. They kept Antonetta's body in the house for a few days before burying her and Jaden in Shalita's backyard. (sighs) Once police found the grisly remains, they had enough to charge the group with murder. Arrest warrants were drawn up for Vania and the others involved with the murders when they went to arrest the rest of the group. So Moses was in still in jail. Yep. When they went to arrest the women, they found the house was empty. When they searched the house, they found spots of blood in the garage, a master bathroom. There were signs of, quote, overt cleaning throughout the house. And they also found a twenty two caliber shell casing and dug a bullet out of the wall that had been patched over. Yeah. God. I know. Um, Durham investigators said they also found Moses's fingerprints on the tape securing the trash bag in which the bodies were buried. Without much trouble, police were able to find and arrest Vania and the other two women in the cult, as well as Moses's mother, brother, and sister. Mm. Moses's children were all put into foster care. Once they were safe, the children told authorities they feared that Moses would do to them, quote, what he did to Jaden. They were terrified of their father. (laughs) And I get the impression I couldn't find a lot about the children, um, the surviving children, but I get the impression they were all really very young. You know, Uh this family kind of came together in a short amount of time. Yeah. Um, So unless there was like information that i missed which is entirely possible of like older relationships or older children i think the kids were all pretty little like under teen years yeah yeah Yeah. god poor kids i know pete lucas moses jr was born on january 9th 1984 he spent his early years in durham before his family moved to washington dc wait so these guys he's pretty young they're young right because yeah oh it's just coming together for his high school girlfriend was born around the same time a little younger than you Mm -hmm. man i don't know why all cult leaders have to be from the 70s (laughs) yes right like i forget that they can still happen wow so Mm -hmm. he he would he's like 30 uh six six wow wow Wow. Mm -hmm. dang he spent his early years in durham before his family moved to washington dc he moved back to north carolina after his parents divorced in 2000 In 2004, Moses was arrested and charged with sexual abuse of a 12-year-old girl. Mm. Uh, He pled guilty to assault and got two years probation. John, please don't take me down this road. Please. There's not a lot of this. Okay, good. But still. still, That's enough. Right there. That's plenty. Life in prison. Done. You know who gets two years probation? The guy with the (sighs) cocaine. You know who does not? The fucking monster who... Rapes yes, a 12 rapes year old a 12-year-old. Yes, that's life in prison. God. Yep. The following year, he was arrested again for assault on his mother and younger brother and sister, but the charges were dropped. Oh, my God. In 2006, Moses met a woman named Lavada Harris. The two began dating, and her family says she became very distant. They learned Moses was dating multiple women and told Lavada to leave him, but she wouldn't. She told them they didn't understand. The harder they pushed, the further she drifted from them. Her dad remembers when she'd come to visit, there would always be a van full of women and children waiting for her in the parking lot. What? 
In January 2007, Moses moved to Colorado with Lovata to be closer to his brother. It was there that he reconnected with an old friend, Vania Sisk. Vania was recently divorced and had a one-year-old son, Jaden. She and Jaden quickly moved in with Moses, and she became one of his wives. Vania's family says they were worried about her and Jaden, but almost immediately she was cut off from her family, and it was difficult to get in touch with her. <laughs> and this guy, all of these stories is like he would get the women and just immediately, I don't, you know, I couldn't get a lot of information about his personality, um, but clearly right. he was controlling and highly manipulative and able to just like lock it down. and Like they like, do. Yeah. Prayer yeah. vulnerable shit out of people. Them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. God, it's the same story every time. Every time. Mm -hmm. We need to like make a children's book that's like. <laughs> How to stay out of a cult. You know what I mean? Like, yes. it sounds like I'm not even really joking because yes. you don't know you're being manipulated by a narcissist or a sociopath mm -hmm. or a cult leader until mm -hmm. you are. Yep, until you you're know? out of it. Usually. Yes, it's like, it's like in high school, you need to go through a class that's mm -hmm. like adjacent to civics and social studies and shit that's just like how to spot a personality disorder <laughs> and not fall prey to it, you know? Yep. Because yep. it's, I mean, it's just getting worse too mm -hmm. with social media everybody's so vulnerable right and he was i mean he was going after like i didn't find any information that these women were like inherently bad or cr had a criminal history he i right. mean antonetta was the epitome of like a good church girl right and he managed to manipulate them so that one of them allowed for her son to be murdered right and for them to stick up for him and insist that he kill antonetta to protect himself and it's just like the level of right delusion and whatever well, i like, think you're doing it for god or a higher purpose yeah yep yep oh. <laughs> it's so sad so fucked up a look at vania's myspace page at the time shows a woman who went from a hard-working single mom to a paranoid woman preparing for the end of the world mm. her last few posts were quote fuck the world bitch i ain't here to stay Wow. All right. And then two months later, quote, love is hate, bored as fuck. And <laughs> the last the last post on our MySpace was, quote, I just saw a big ass bumblebee. Ain't seen one of those in years. LOL. <laughs> God. <sighs> My favorite. Yeah. During these years, Moses spent his free time creating over 200 YouTube videos. In these, he would talk about his faith and philosophy, show off his wives and children, and encourage others to join him. Wow, right? Was anybody watching them? I don't know. I didn't... The videos aren't up anymore. I, yeah. I, there's some, like, news programs that showed little clips here and there, but right. I'm not sure if he have ever had... He doesn't have an there. active YouTube subscription. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, from jail, from prison. Right. You can see him reading from the Bible and then telling his viewers his interpretation of the different passages. Moses goes off on tangents full of swear words and refers to himself as, quote, an elected one. Mm -hmm. uh, who looks forward to the end times and belittles women as a whole, saying, quote, you were cursed to serve. You are a possession. Get that through your head. Mm-hmm. He can also be found telling his viewers, quote, a lot of you hate order, you hate instruction, and that's why the Lord's going to kill a lot of you. Mm -hmm. It didn't take long before everyone was heading back to North Carolina. Vania would go on to have three children with Moses in the span of only a few years, and at least five other children were born to Moses with his other wives. Wow. So do we, I know you said this before, but do we know how long from sort of inception to murder not real five-ish years less six, than six years. years god so it might be more it the details on like how the cult came together and all of that was really murky and yeah. not it wasn't clear at all it, it was yeah. hard to kind of suss out which is very surprising like doesn't i get the impression that everybody was really quiet and we're going to yeah. find out here in a minute that they all pled guilty and so there was uh -huh. no trial um, uh, so huh. a lot of the details didn't come out because of that. Ah, uh, makes perfect sense. Got yeah. it. Yep. Oh, yeah. And two of Moses's wives were pregnant at the time of his arrest. Wow. Yeah. 
After spending a year in jail awaiting trial, Moses would plead guilty to the murders of Antonetta and Jaden in June of 2012. Wow. He did this to avoid the death penalty. Every time. Mm -hmm. During his sentencing hearing, his lawyers claimed Moses had been in the mental health system since he attempted suicide at age 10. 10? 10. Oh, boy. No, And it didn't wow. get a lot of, I didn't get any information about his family dynamic, but I'm assuming that it probably wasn't awesome. No, that is so young. Mm -hmm. Fuck. You don't yeah. even have hormones at 10. No. no. Oh, no. He was later committed to psychiatric facilities where he was diagnosed with bipolar disorder and depression. Yep. Around the time of his crimes, Moses lost his Medicaid benefits after being arrested for unrelated crimes. Because of this, he was unable to stay on his medication and his actions became even more erratic and dangerous. No! I know. And I don't, I mean, it seems like he just had those tendencies anyway. And the medication, yep. I'm sure, helped him, like, not go completely off the rails, but he wasn't. You know, like for years and years, he was doing these controlling, manipulative, right, cult behaviors, you know, as far as I can find medicated. So, right. It was really all his lawyers had when, during sentencing, like, mm -hmm. <laughs> give him a break. He got off his meds. <laughs> but yeah. It didn't, yeah. Yep. When he first arrived in the Durham jail after his arrest in 2011, Moses, according to his lawyer, quote, was freaking out all the time. But after medications were administered during his incarceration, Moses's personality was very different. Yep. The judge was not persuaded by his mental health issues and sentenced him to two life sentences without the possibility of parole. That seems appropriate. Mm -hmm. Vania Sisk also pled guilty to second-degree murder, first-degree kidnapping, and conspiracy to commit murder and the death of Antonetta, and to being an accessory after the fact of murder and the death of Jaden. Uh, she was sentenced to 30 years to life. Mm-hmm. Another of Moses' wives, LaRonda Renee Smith, was sentenced to 24 years for participating in the beating of Antonetta and for helping to dispose of the bodies. Mm. During sentencing, Smith said, quote, I'm really sorry. I just wish I would have been able to get out of that situation a long time ago, but I know I wasn't strong enough. I was by myself down there. She said that Antonetta was her only friend in the sect, and she treated Smith's kids like they were her own. <laughs> Lavada Quinceta Harris pleaded guilty to being an accessory after the fact of murder. She was sentenced to at least 12 years in prison. Moses's brother, Leonard Moses, was uh, also pled guilty to being an accessory after the fact and was sentenced to at least five years behind bars. The charges against Moses's mother and sister were eventually dropped completely because of lack of physical evidence against them. Hmm. But if you're like at the party viewing the uh -huh. body, I mean, I just, uh -huh. I don't know. Uh -huh. I think if you're like kind of slam dunking all these other yeah. people, you're probably like, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And it sounds like it was just all hearsay. They didn't, they really didn't I have was anything gonna to say, tie the women yeah. to the crimes. Yeah, you could start saying that anybody was there. Any of your enemies were there mm -hmm. if you wanted to, ultimately, yep. without... Yeah, so I could see letting that slide, even though that's really fucked up, and they mm -hmm. should definitely have consequences for their actions. Yep. During Moses' sentencing hearing, Antonetta's mother, Yvonne, told the judge, quote, He took something very dear and precious from me. She was a good girl, a church girl, a God-fearing girl. There is not a day I don't think about her. She is resting in God's arms now. That is the only thing that gives me closure. Speaking directly to Moses, she said, quote, There will come a time when I can forgive you, but I just haven't gotten to that stage now. If I don't forgive you, God can't forgive me, and I can't see my child again. Mm. This is like a nightmare. When she was done with her statement, Moses looked at Yvonne and said quietly, quote, I am sorry for what happened to your daughter. Whoa. What happened to your daughter? Mm -hmm. Ugh. And that is the story of Pete Lucas Moses Jr. What are you trying to do to these people? <gasps> I don't know. <laughs> Can we please address trauma? Can we please address trauma? How do we do it? Ugh. First, yeah. step one, it, please, people, just stop being assholes to each other, especially mm -hmm. your children. Mm -hmm. Step two, 
That's really the big. I mean, you well, really that, gotta catch it early. Issues. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we need mental health treatment. Yes, we need support in yep. general for yep. people that are not rich. <laughs> right, resources. Our, yes, right. it's all fucked up. I don't know. Like I said, this one, I they all are hard, but this yep. one, man, it's just all of it. Jaden yep. and Antonetta and. Ugh. You know, like, what do you do? Yeah. Where do you, where do you go from here? <laughs> right, exactly. I know. Yeah. That's why some stories take longer to, like, finally tell them because it sucks. It's mm-hmm. just sad. It's sad. It's disturbing. Like, imagining being somebody who got dragged into that nightmare, mm-hmm. especially a child mm-hmm. that was born into or brought into that. It had no control over anything. Yeah. That is devastating yes i'm thinking about the trauma that they've experienced yeah uh being born into this family and then separated from their mothers Ugh, i didn't and even think hopefully about that. from you know hopefully they stay together as siblings but probably mm-hmm. not yep and who is helping them you know i i hope yep. and hope and hope that they got help but i doubt it right I mean, I do say in the articles, the families of these women, there was multiple articles where they were like, we tried, we wanted them, good, you know, and we, they, we couldn't get them back and we tried and the, the more we tried, the further away they went. Right. So hopefully, hopefully the children were able to go live with their families. Right. Um, but I don't know. I couldn't well, find any information about that. Then the additional stigma of having like polygamous parents and mm-hmm. on and on and on and on and on and on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, good job. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. There you go. I, it's A lot of times I read a story and I'm like, huh, I wonder why other podcasts haven't covered this very often. I understand why this one <laughs> right? hasn't been covered very often. Right. <laughs> God. Oh, Yeah. Well, I'm glad you covered it. Thanks. It's definitely one of those stories that needs to be told. And it's really weird that I have never heard of that before. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. why do other cults, why do some cults get lots of attention? Probably because of the trial, right? Yeah. Trial. Like and I mean, honestly, I, I just, you know, they, they were all black. Right. And we don't. The media doesn't care if a bunch right. of black people kill a bunch of black people. Right. And there was quite a bit of media attention. You know, there's plenty of articles and stuff to read, but but yeah, not it didn't blow up, right? Uh, and I think that's a big part of why. Like every single person on the planet knows who Kyron Horman is, you know, like right. Who, and it's sad. That's so sad, Kyron Horman. That's sad. That's a mm-hmm. sad story. But why do we mm-hmm. care so much about him going missing mm-hmm. and not Jaden? Was yes. missing and nobody noticed. That's so weird. God, yeah. people are weird. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, I love people so much, and I'm also just confounded and horrified simultaneously at all times. But <laughs> as we've already determined, you can. It's okay to be those things at the same yes. time, right? Yes. Yep. Yep. So that's a real good example of that one. I also just can't help but feel a little bit of sympathy for what's his name, Paul, Peter, Pete, Pete, Pete. Mm-hmm. Lucas, Moses. Mm-hmm. Jr. When I hear that a little boy tried to kill himself at ten, that breaks my fucking heart. Yeah, I don't. I don't have sympathy for grown up Pete, but I have a fuck ton of sympathy for baby Pete because yeah. that sucks, man. That really sucks. Yes. Like, what kind of pain? How does a ten year old have enough pain in his body to he doesn't want to live? No. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's yep. fucking terrible. Yep. Okay. All well, right. well um, so. most abrupt transition ever. I'm just going to rip the bandaid off. Good, because there's no other way to do it. And yeah, there's not a lot else to say about that one that's not just really fucking sad. I have a f- big old pile of names today. Let's do it. People need it. Yeah. Yes, in general, and then especially after that sweet, sweet story. Okay, I have so many. <laughs> it's really true. and one two three four five of these came from our mother oh i'll start with those one is of them still i listening? remember have we decided is she still listening? i don't know i didn't ask her i'm sh- I'm, yeah. I'm assuming so i don't know uh i think so yeah i think she just listened to um 
Carol Jenkins. She brought oh, that okay. up. So yeah, she's uh, she's maybe three or four behind. All right. So I remembered. I can't believe this one didn't come first, but our mother had a friend whose name was Jane, is Jane Peel Sticker. <laughs> and Jane Peel Sticker married a man with the last name Toothacre. And she fucking hyphenated because... Because, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Her name is Jane Peel Sticker Toothacre. <laughs> oh, she gets a gold medal. <laughs> big, big time. <laughs> Mom also reminded me that our her maiden name is Whore. I think that's come up in this... Mm-hmm. podcast before spelled h-o-a-r it's a type of do the whore do oh, she has a relative whose name was margaret best whore <laughs> our step-grandmother's name was luva whore which kind of love lo- it's sp- it spelled love a whore mm-hmm. yeah and our auntie our wonderful auntie's name is jackie whore Love it. So lots of whore loving in that family. And they love to laugh about their Oh, yeah. yeah. Endless. <laughs> endless jokes at the weddings about that. Um, okay, other from listeners. Harry Beard. <laughs> it's just cute, man. It's so cute. Harry Beard. Harry Beard. And also, why? Why? Harrison, you name your kid Harrison Beard or Harold Beard or whatever Harry Beard. <laughs> um, Laura pointed this one out. This one person is like the executive producer of something we were watching. Ken Fox. <laughs> yeah, you see H S. I'm assuming Fuchs, but Ken Fox. Uh, Lane Walk Up. <laughs> Lots of very like destru- descriptive ones. This yeah. is a Harry Beard. What Lane, Lane Walk Up? Walk Up. <laughs> and this one. I think this game this morning or yesterday, this morning, uh-huh. took both Sadie and I a minute to decipher. <laughs> this woman's first name is Ginger. And this is her maiden name, This her last name. Anyway. Are you asking? Is, yeah, I can't was, remember. She married into the family. Okay, so she did, which is kind of even better. So yep. her first name is Ginger, and she married into a family with the nas- last name Rail, R-A-Y-L. <laughs> So her fucking name is Ginger, Ginger Rail. <laughs> Amazing. It really is. Amazing. Amazing. So if you're sitting um, there right now and you're thinking, God, I've got this name, but they're probably sick of names. We will never be never. sick of names. It seriously, when that the Ginger Rail came in. I took a screenshot and I, Courtney and I share the email address. We both look at the emails. I know yes. that she's, she wakes up later than I do, but I couldn't yeah. help myself. I had to send it to her. I'd be like, <laughs> ginger <laughs> ale, man. <laughs> so good. Oh, shit. See, so it's like a bright shining star when I'm. Yeah. Yes. Well, and just like the story you just told is proof that evil exists. That name is proof that like God and goodness exists, mm-hmm. right? Totally. That there's a, there's a divine thing out there yeah, that right. has a really yeah. fucking awesome sense of humor. The scales of justice are balanced. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's the yin and the yang. That's Polygamous right. death cults and ginger ale. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, do you oh want me God. to do some shout outs? Do we have to, other things to talk about? Uh, just that? one thing. This is one sentence. So I've been like given Vermont. I mentioned this on the Patreon episode, but I feel like our broader listeners need to have the truth. I've been given a lot of fucking props to the Vermont police departments because they solve crimes. And I did a little research into how many homicides occur in the state of Vermont yearly. And for example, in 2018, they had 16 homicides <laughs> statewide. <laughs> So not to say that they aren't like the best and brightest up there, that they're not actually doing a really good job because it does seem like they're doing very well with the information that they're presented, but they don't have a lot Mm -hmm. on their plates Mm -hmm. as far as homicides are concerned. So it's easy to bring out the full troops. Fuck yeah. They're dying for it. Yes. They are very, probably very well prepared. Yes. They are like, (laughs) they are ready to go. So, Uh um, Anyway, you best I would do a pretty good job if I only had to do it 16 times a year or <laughs> once a year or whatever. <laughs> uh, you want some shout outs? Shout outs. Yeah. Right. These are our Patreon shout outs. If you want to join us, 
head on over there. Yes, there are like there. 30 episodes now, almost. That's unbelievable. Know, a bunch. At least yeah. 28. Let's round up. 30. Done. 30. So full on like couple days worth of binging. Um, thank you so much to Incognito. Oh, like it. <laughs> I have nothing to say about that except for, uh, I'm going to cut some eye holes in a newspaper and watch you from behind it. <laughs> thank you so much to Sarah C. S- S- Sarah C. It's <laughs> <laughs> cute. So cute. So cute. Yeah. It's perfect on its own. Yeah. Thank you to Genevieve T. Fuck you, Genevieve. That's such a good name. Ugh, I mean, really what do you, is. how do you, oh, like, I would feel so excited to introduce myself to people if my mm-hmm. name was Genevieve. Yes. You know? I worked with a Genevieve once and I, the whole time I just look at her and be like, Ugh. did she smirk when she would yes. like, introduce herself? Genevieve. Uh, Genevieve. And I'm talking about her like she was an asshole. She wasn't. She was no, lovely, I'm not saying but, an asshole. I'm saying yes. like you smirk in advance of yes. like, sticking your hand out yes. pre-COVID or elbow or whatever you do in covid and say yeah i'm genevieve Genevieve. i know you're gonna say something about my name i know you're going to be jealous on how many e's and i's i have in my name that yeah i know beautifully how long does it take a genevieve to remember i before e rule for their own name well there's only one i and a shit ton of e's so (laughs) yeah but where does it go i don't know except after v i don't know With it, with the exception of Genevieve, where it's every other because I'm beautiful and better than you. That's how that rhyme goes. Oh yeah, that's how you remember it. Mm-hmm. Put it wherever the fuck you want. Doesn't matter. I'm Genevieve. Fuck you. I have flaxen hair, probably. Def one hundred percent. Last but not least, thank you so much to Nicole F. Yay, Nicole F. Nicole fucking rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like I didn't give Sarah C enough. And they, enough Sarah C is but so funny. Sarah it is so funny. Sarah C. It's like heresy, but... Exactly. With a, a sound. Right, exactly. And I've never probably used the word heresy, but I might try to find ways to I use mean, it I think it's moving forward. Because that's a fun start. name to say. Yes. Just, just like Sarah C. <laughs> it also is like Cersei from Game of Thrones. So that's exactly what I thought of yeah. first. Which was everyone's favorite. Oh, well, yeah. Just no two ways Not about only it. was she gorgeous, she was mm-hmm. brutal as fuck. She's smart. Bad, bad bitch. Ooh. Um, went through the shaming, came out on the other side. Yep, we yeah. love you, Sarah C. Yep, we do. All right. Fuck yeah. Anything Thank else? you guys. And no, Thank I don't you think so. For our new president. <laughs> Thank you for our new president, everybody. Thank you for our new Senate. Mm-hmm. And thank you for not traumatizing your children so that they grow up and traumatize other children and yep. people and murder them and fuck that. It's fucking yes. bullshit. Yes. Yes, it is. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, otherwise <laughs> you can find <laughs> us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter at they will kill. You can. Oh, Google. hey, what? You, you know what today is? Twitter told Did- me today. January 25th, 2021. Yeah, it's our one-year Twitter anniversary. <laughs> oh, great. Great. No, I know. I celebrated. I'm going to pop a bottle of Vouve. I'm going <laughs> to put on a dress. I'm going to um, fucking... I don't... I There's not... Do a line of cocaine. I don't know what you do on your Twitterversary. I don't know. There's nothing... There's nothing celebratory enough know, to celebrate so your one-year Twitter anniversary, oh, just especially if you're like us. on the road. Ah, it's my Twitter anniversary. It's been around circles or something. I don't know. Yeah, fireworks show with. Yeah. Uh, thank you, AJ Bergantz, for our music. Thank you so much for it. Please and... rate, review, subscribe. We got a really good review, and it really fucking made us happy. Yep. So thank you, and please yes. everyone else. Do follow it. suit and be that person. It's probably Genevieve. It was. Or Sarah C. <laughs> probably Sarah C. Who all, and now I feel bad because we're leaving other people out. It's probably all four, four or five of them. I can't in, remember in how Pagnito, many. Nito, Nicole. Yep. F. It was one of them. I guarantee. Yeah. Nicole, Nicole fucking rules at giving us reviews and being <laughs> better than the rest of you who haven't given them That's to us yet. right. Mm-hmm. Um, and remember... Oh, you know what I would really like to see more of in 2021? 
friends. I would love, <laughs> yes, I would love to see my friends yes. in person without a, yes. without a mask and drinking alcohol in bars. Yes. Um, no, I just think a lot about how everybody who is influential in this world is also gorgeous. And I would like to see more influential people who are just normal looking or yes. ugly. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, everyone's like, oh, I'm going to share this quote by this per- super insightful thing. Or like, we need to listen to this person. And then they're drop dead every mm-hmm. time. Can we please listen to the voices of people who are regular looking or <laughs> ugly? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, that'd be great. I don't, I don't, I don't know why we haven't as a society figured that out yet. That it's um, really funny that we only listen to gorgeous people. Have you met our society? <laughs> I know, but you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like no, even on totally. the left, they're like, oh yeah, you have to be perfectly fucking styled, hot as hell, like, you yeah. know, etc. Like that's you can't we... just be a regular kind of goofy person unless you're Bernie Sanders. That's, the only say, one. that's why we have Bernie Sanders. <laughs> it's true. And probably Bernie. I actually meant to look up Bernie the other day because he did come into my mind when I was thinking this thought, but was Bernie just like a... Foxy, foxy, oh, you babe. know he was one hundred percent. All right, I'm looking it up. I know, yeah. I know I've seen a picture. You've seen those like his protest photos in the '60s. Yep, good point. Hot. Yeah, such a hot like has that kind of those glasses. Um, and- yep, nerdy mm-hmm. sex appeal. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm gonna look at it right now. Yep. No, I don't want to look at his mittens. I already did. I know so many times. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I forgot about that. But, like pouty lip. Fuck you. Uh. See, guys. <laughs> Please give Doesn't me an count average. <laughs> yeah, give me an average looking activist, like legend, you know, yeah. just solid four yeah. on this on the hotness scale. Yeah. Three, four, I know. below average. Is I what saw I a want. picture of young Biden. Have you seen? Hot. Oh, oh my yeah. God. I mean, smoke, I'm not, that's, that's not super surprising, but yeah. No, but it is surprising, like, kind of exactly how hot he is. Because yeah. he's still kind of hot, you know, in the old silver foxy way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those teeth, it's very teethy, mm-hmm. but yeah, I just please can we listen to people who are average looking? Yeah, I and, mean, people listen to us. <laughs> well, that's ad- why do you think I'm fucking advocating for this shit so hard? <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's also why we do a podcast. <laughs> Faceless. That's why our uh, Patreon Zoom party is going to have everyone with their eyes closed. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot. And the people who start with their eyes open are slowly just going to close their eyes <laughs> as we go. <laughs> Do we have a date for that yet or what? I I need, I was going to bug Clint about it today and then I had, I got fucking shenangled with work. So (laughs) no, I'm, I just have to figure out when my friend is visiting and then I can, we can set the date because well, nobody's listening to us anymore. So (laughs) we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for everything. Good fucking bye. Goodbye. You are the best. That sounded angry. I'm not angry. I'm loving. (laughs) I love you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.